Great to have you on this December day. It feels like December out there, doesn't it? It's good to have you. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. And if you are one of our guests online, hello, welcome to you. I have been told I have to stay up here. There you go. Uh, we, uh, some of us on the staff are, are a little under the weather. Malia, our children's minister, is out. Nicole, our youth pastor, pastor is out. I uh, got a call this morning from Jen, our assistant met, uh, pastor. She's out today. Uh, we had a baptism at the first service. They called this morning, and they are out. Jacob's gone in the back. Ian's gone in the back. Um, who, who am I missing? Yeah, and, and then there were three, something like that, <laughs> left. I told the staff, Christmas Eve, that I called dibs on Christmas Eve. I'll be out Christmas Eve. They said, don't do that. Don't do that. Hurt. Uh, but we have no camera operator, so I have to stay within certain parameters. So I know. There we are. So welcome to our online people. Uh, half, half of you are probably our staff watching. En- enjoy the day. Uh, please get well. Uh, good morning to all the college kids who are having finals this week, all the ships at sea, wherever you may be. Uh, welcome. We are blessed to have you with us. Check out the bulletin. See if there's anything that applies to you. This Wednesday, during, the, during Advent, Wednesdays, we, we do uh, activities. And this Wednesday, we're having a movie, uh, Movie Elf. If you've, if you've seen it, come on by and share in all the lines. If you've never seen it, come by and see what the big big uh, uh, hubba-ba-boob is all about. But we'll bring the pizza and the popcorn. You just come on by and we'll watch a movie together in the Family Life Center. Uh, artists Wanted. On the way in, you might have saw a big sheet of paper that uh, we're, we're looking for artwork for our Christmas Eve bulletins. It doesn't have to be just kids who do this. If you're a budding artist and want to uh, design a cover, something Christmassy, something wintry, whatever would be appropriate for a, a Christmas Eve bulletin we're looking for, for artists for that, let us know uh, that you're going to submit something because we'll be printing them off a few days before Christmas Eve, which is only two weeks away. Can I hear a gasp? <gasps> I know someone at the earlier service said it's sneaking up on us. It's like, You've heard about it since October. Like this, like it's coming. It's, it doesn't change. It doesn't move. Uh, December 24th is two weeks away. Christmas Eve service. We'll have one service in the morning. Christmas Eve hits on a Sunday. Uh, one service in the morning at 10 o'clock. So, so an hour and 15 before our usual time here. Uh, we'll combine the services. And then we'll have three services for Christmas Eve. And they, I, I can't remember when they are. They're at 5... Awesome. Five is kind of the family service. We bill it as the family service. Five and seven will be streamed. Uh, Seven o'clock, I think we get the band here. Uh, I'll be preaching five and seven, and Pastor Jen will be preaching at the 11 o'clock service. So uh, find the one that you like, and and away you go. Appreciate that. Uh, Other announcements? I don't have any. Let's... The cantata. We do have a cantata. Uh, the choir uh, that sings at the first service, they're, they're going all out next week. The cantata will take up most of the service. If you love singing, if you love instruments, if you love all that, uh, join us at the first service and then stay for the second one. But uh, the cantata, is uh, uh, they'll, they'll take up, they, Debbie does a great job. And what's, what's, to, what's the theme or what's the program? So it's a lot of congregational participation. Yay. Yay. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah, join us for that as well. Let's take a moment. Well, actually, let's, let's stand and sing. Let's do that. Sure. Let's stand and sing, and then we'll, then we'll greet each other. How?
Sleep. 
Father and, and, and Prince of Peace, I just, I remember praying for peace a year ago and it doesn't seem like it worked out so good. God, life is hard enough with, with climate change, with cancer, with December tornadoes, with difficult relatives. And then we bring it upon ourselves with wars and, and rumors of wars, divisions, political strife. Lord, I hear there's a There's an election coming up in a year or so. And again, difficult relatives. Heavenly Father, I can't change Hamas and I can't change Israel. And we can't change Ukraine and we can't change Russia. Lord, we leave that in your hands and in the hands of our leaders. But Lord, where we can change in our own families, in our own households, in our own hearts, help us us to be a people of peace to be the calm in the storm, to be that holy and healing presence and not part of the problem. Lord, this morning we celebrate this idea of peace. We just pray that, we pray that the little child that comes can teach us, can show us the way that we can live our lives in such a way where we can have peace at heart peace in our families and peace in our world. We come together in the prayer that this little baby would one day teach his disciples by sharing in these words together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. Let's take a moment and greet those around us in Christian love.
Please be seated. One of the joys of Advent is counting down the Sundays with our Advent wreath. And I'll be reading off the screen today because our copier also called in sick and I couldn't print her off. We are a people who long for real peace, true peace, just peace. In days when God's people long for peace, Isaiah declared, Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. We wait as people yearn for peace. We light these candles as signs of God's shocking hope and just peace. May they become, may they be beacons calling us to repent and to live the good news of Jesus Christ as we wait and watch and labor for the day when all people can gather together to worship and glorify God. Amen. Let us sing together. some watching online? Are you going to stay back there? Are you going to come? You're going to stay back there. I kind of get that idea. Well, to all the people also watching online, hello to all our kids. Today, there's not much of a lesson except the lesson that you are going to give to us. Uh, The kids have been working on a shadow nativity. What's that, I hear you ask? So for a few weeks, we had uh, some curtains hanging up into the back and some lights going everywhere. Kids were dressing up. Uh, part of our Pioneer Club. Uh, we get about 20, 25 kids there nowadays. Uh, and they all took part in a, in a shadow nativity that we want to show to you this morning. Let's take a look. I've heard about this baby boy who's come to joy and I just want to sing this song to you it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall the major to live with every breath I'm singing hallelujah
say hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah is a hebrew name a hebrew word it basically just means woohoo there's no direct translation except yeah joy from the heart and uh and thank you to all the kids thank you to all the adults who helped uh, pull that off and all all the people who worked in the back to make to make that happen thank you thank you thank you as we come to the offertory a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to the giving uh, to the ministries of this church you make this place happen Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, once a year, I'd like to say thank you also to those who uh, participate in other ways, such as in leadership. We have about three or four or five administrative committees uh, where people jump on and they, uh, they help run the church. Someone asked me a while back, Pastor Mike, tell me, tell me about the church you run. I'm like, oh, I don't run the church. Uh, we, uh, this, this is a, uh, Methodist, Methodist folk, uh, we're 50, 50 kind of, um, the, we have committees to lead the church and we have pastors that act kind of as the administrative, um, 
officer, I guess, in a corporate setting, uh, to run the programs and all that. Uh, we do leadership together. Uh, this is your church. Pastors come and go, but you all stick around. Uh, but, uh, so we have committees that people uh, sit on to help run the place, and they just want to say thank you. So these are the folk. Uh, you might see your name up here. Don't do anything until I ask you at the end. But thanking our committee members. Administrative council, the yellow folk there, those are the, those are the ones who are graduating off. It's possible to graduate off committees. Uh, I've seen it done. Uh, the, the, the people in white are sticking around, and the people in black are jumping on. So to the administrative council, thank you. Uh, next one, please, trustees. These are the trustees. Apparently no one can graduate off trustees. So <laughs> you're there forever, and you see the folk who are, who are jumping on. For the finance, uh, Dixie is doing something else in in the church, and so she's going off finance, and thank you, Dave, for stepping on, and everyone there. Uh, I need a different name, but this is a disciplinary name. This is the personnel committee of our church. Uh, They they help in the hiring and the firing and the the benefits and all the jazz that we do uh, for for employees. Uh, Shirley's jumping off. Cassie and Mary Lee are jumping on. Thank you to all them. Nominations. This, we are Methodists, so we have a committee that puts people on committees if you believe that. And we've got to find people that get on that committee. Uh, but we, uh, so you see those, those names there. They help, help with that. Uh, we have a scholarship committee. Uh, Claudia, Nicole, Trina, and Don and Shane are, are jumping on. If, you, if your name was up there in any capacity, or if you serve on a, one of those teams and we missed your name, could you just stand? I just want to say thank you, because you make this place run well. Thank you. Thank you. Dave didn't stand. <laughs> you make this place happen. Thank you. Let us receive the offertory. first reading is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The second reading is Psalm 50. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes and will not be silent. A fire devours before him, and around him a tempest rages. He summons the heavens above and the earth that he may judge his people. 
Gather to me this consecrated people who made a covenant with me by sacrifice, and the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for he is a God of justice. May God add his blessing to the reading of this word. I got to see where my parameters are. I could stand, I go this far, and I can go this far. Okay, I'm just, just trying to figure out where I'm going. Summer 2003, so like 20 years ago, the movie Finding Nemo came out. Anyone ever see Finding Nemo? Most of you, all right. If you don't know the story, Nemo is a fish. And in the opening scene... His clownfish parents are caring for him and his hundreds of other brothers and sisters. But Mr. Barracuda is close by. And in a violent opening for Pixar movies, Mr. Barracuda takes out mom and all the kids except for little Nemo. And dad sticks around as well. It is a fish eat fish world out there. And the stage stage is then set for the movie. And over protecting dad... Uh, with a special needs kid. Uh, they're clownfish. And I saw the movie in the... In, in, my wife and I, we went to the movie. We saw it in the theater. Totally fine. Eating the popcorn. Just movies. Yeah. Fish eating, sharks. There's, there's the, the, the whole thing. Just, just having fun. Except that my wife was like three months pregnant. And in December, when the baby came, little Christian came. Uh, we had Christmas, but like the, the, the day after Christmas, like, let's go rent a movie. And uh, we went down to Blockbuster, if you remember what those things were. We went to Blockbuster, got the old VHS tape, we didn't have DVDs yet, and uh, we rented Finding Nemo. And I'm, and I'm sitting there with my newborn in my, in my arms, watching the, this opening scene where Dad and Nemo escape Mr. Barracuda, but everybody else gets it, right? And I am crying. I'm a 30-year-old man at this point, and I'm crying because some fish had got eaten. It didn't bother me in the summertime, but now that I'm holding my own flesh and blood in my arms, I'm weeping like a baby, and I look at little Christian here, and I think, my God, what have you done to me? I used to be a man, and now look at me. There's a lot of power wrapped up in swaddling cloth that you don't realize until it's your own. For this Advent sermon series leading up to Christmas, we're looking at one of the favorite passages that we share at this time of year out of the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, and he shall be called for us wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and uh, uh, Prince of Peace. And, and it's an audacious claim, all these titles. When you take in all the news that we have going on in the world today, senseless shootings in our country, some of our inner cities are, are a place I don't want to be, all the chaos and confusion that won't go away in the Middle East. Yet here's the audacious claim God's answer to everything that has ever terrorized us is now wrapped in swaddling cloth. What's so special about this kid? Who will this child be? What will this child do? And like I said, Isaiah gives him four names. 
He doesn't tell us, like, this is what the kid's going to do. But he gives us four names. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Last week we looked at Wonderful Counselor. And this week, for just a moment, I want to touch on Mighty God. And reflect on this fact. That this child to be born, who Christians confess to be Christ, shall be called Mighty God. Because that's a bold name for a baby, isn't it? Mighty God? Can you, can you imagine getting the, the, uh, uh, the birth announcement from a friend with a picture? It says, born December 10th, 2023, 8 pounds, 6 ounces, 23 inches, name, Mighty God. Whoa. Not Steve, not Sally, not, not Liam, not Kevin, not, you know. Often in the Old Testament, people are given names that describe what they think this child will do. Uh, Isaiah, when he wrote the passage, he was actually writing about Hezekiah, uh, a new king to be. Hezekiah means the Lord is my strength. Isaiah's name in Hebrew means the Lord has brought salvation. Even the name Jesus means he saves. That's the Greek. He probably went by his uh, Hebrew name, Joshua, Yahshua, uh, which also means he saves. Be careful what you name your kid, right? They will live up to it. Be careful what you name your animals, your pets. They will live up to it. This is going to show how old I am. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm, I'm older than almost all of you here, but uh, I remember. <laughs> Don't think so? All right. We'll try this reference. So, so talking about old, maybe I told this story before, but talking about old, I'm doing this wedding rehearsal. I'm at this wedding rehearsal, and I say, I don't want to do the whole shebang here because I, you know, I got to save the words for tomorrow, but we'll just do the transitions. So I do, you know, do you, do you, yada, yada, do you, yada, yada. And I kind of yada, yada through this. And uh, at the end, I said, are we comfortable with, with, with the wedding? And, and they said, yeah, that's great. Just, just don't do that Hebrew thing tomorrow. Like, Hebrew thing. Oh, the yada yadas. No, that's, oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's Jerry Seinfeld. It just means, and on and on. And they said, who's Jerry Seinfeld? I'm like, oh, all my, all my references are being dated out. So this one's really going to date me. So I was watching the Merv Griffin show. Some of you know who Merv Griffin? All right. All right. So a guest appeared. He had a talk show. He had a, a guest appeared. And this guy was a bodybuilder. Like, bodybuilder. And I can't believe we're going to put the picture on the screen, but there he is. The guy's got muscles in places. I don't even have places, right? Just, just, mm, that's what I want to be, yeah. And he entered, he entered with his muscular frame, and, and the crowd just went crazy with applause. And he flexed his muscles on the way over. And I really can't do it because I'm me. But, and, and he sat down, and Merv asked him a question that caught him a little off guard. He goes, dude, what do you use all those muscles for? And the guy was like, and he stood up and 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 the crowd went wild and sat back down and Merv was like, "No, no, really? Do you help people? Do you serve people? Do you do you save people? Like, do you have a job that requires you to have all this?" And he stood up and went, and he sat down and Merv asked him one more time, "No, really? What's the point? What's the, what's what's the point of all this?" 
And, and, and the bodybuilder just kind of sat there, bewildered like, this is what I do. Uh, the man had a lot of power, but he had no purpose other than just having power. And so I got to ask the question, so what? So what if God is a mighty God? If God doesn't care about us. So what if God has all the power in the world if he doesn't answer prayer? So what? Yeah, God, you're powerful, but if if we don't have a relationship, it doesn't mean anything. And that's when I remember, oh yeah, there's this baby to be born that has God wrapped up in swaddling cloth and and we call him mighty God. God. Because I'll be honest, when I look at a baby, I don't think mighty God. I think stinky diaper. I think mouth to feed. I think you're going to wake me up at 2 o'clock in the morning, aren't you? But this is no ordinary baby. I got I to think back to that song, and maybe you've heard it before. Uh, Mary, did you know? Uh, there's a song, Mary, did you know? And it asks the question, Mary, did you know? Uh, that your baby boy would someday walk on water? Mary, this kid that you're holding, did you know that someday they will save our sons and daughters? They will heal the blind. They will, he, will, he will fix the lame. He will bring his people back. He will calm the storm with his hand. And, and he walked where angels trod. That when you kiss your little baby, you, you, you kiss the face of God. And I know it. I am blessed. I know what that's like. Mary, this child that you delivered will someday deliver you. Isaiah is right. He's a mighty God. And he is mighty. But the important thing is, he is mighty with a relationship with you. He loves you. He loves you. Even you guys. Even me, and I know what I've done. This tiny kid, the problems that we face, turn to Christ and trust that he is able and willing to give strength and power and comfort and forgiveness and a purpose. He gives salvation. All that power wrapped in swaddling cloth. You know, kids can do that. They can drive you crazy. And they can melt your heart. And this kid can save your soul. He has the power to save, to lead, to keep, and to finally take us home to live with him. Christ is the mighty God, but his power is not simply for flexing. So what if he could walk on water? So what if he can calm the storm? But let me tell you the truth. Whatever hurt you have, whatever pain you're facing, he can provide comfort. He can provide hope. He can provide love. That he'll walk with us through the cancer. He'll walk with us through the, through the miscarriages. He will walk through us through the divorce, through the bankruptcies, through whatever you're facing. There's always something on the other side. He is a mighty God. Praise God. 
but we, we worship him because he helps us, he serves us, and we serve him. His power is not simply for the purpose of flexing muscles and show the universe how strong he is, but he has purpose in his power, and his power can meet our deepest needs. And the family of God said, amen. I invite you to stand as we sing our closing song together. Angels, we have heard on high. I just lost it. In excel, I can't do it without singing it. Deo, to God in the highest. I got the, I got that part in the Latin. To God in the highest. May the God that we worship today go with you now that 
that you are blessed, that you are loved, that although he's a mighty God, you are still one of his children. Go in peace.